on the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends And I can't wait to get on the road again And we welcome you to a pretty special edition of This Is Wrestling. Why? Because it's a first for This Is Wrestling. Lever Sage, ZFG, Zach McGibbon, and four others in a car on their way to Toronto for Forbidden Door AEW Collision and Zach paying way too much for a meet and greet. Uh, <laughs> Zach, always good to have you. I got to pass this to the back seat. Yes. For you. No, you, you don't get to touch it. Oh, okay. You just get to talk into it, Zach. You, I, it's like cutting is, a promo. It's right. like cutting a promo in the microphone. You're the mean gene, and I'm like, I won't say Hulk Hogan. I'll say Randy Savage or uh, any other WWF star of the 1980s. Uh, you just pass over the microphone and I talk into it. I'm Tony Schiavone because we're oh. going to AEW. Okay. And I'm going to hold it and people are going to try and pull the microphone out of my hand. <laughs> and finally, I'll just throw my hands up and leave the ring and then give it to you. All right. Okay? Okay, gotcha. At that point. But, Zach, we got four other schleps in the car with us <laughs> here on the way. Now, one of them's not that big of a schlep because he's the one driving and it's his car. Yeah. That's uh, our, our good friend Ben Sublier, but maybe uh, just talk about the rest of the crew here, and we've got Ben Sublier and RJ and Josiah and Chris Holsky, and why you've invited all these people. Why did we invite all these people, Lever Sage? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Uh, they apparently all bring something new to the table mm. with their wrestling expertise. I know Holsky was a guest host on uh, This Is Wrestling in an episode in the past. Uh, quick note on Holsky being the guest host. I was not consulted mm. on that. Found out afterwards that Chris Holsky was the guest host. I thought you consulted on that. You thought wrong. <laughs> I thought I thought the whole discussion was let's get Holsky on the show <laughs> to fill in for this one episode. Revisionist history. I Hol Holsky, how are you? I'm good. I'm going to point out that as we are going to this show, that the person who clicked pay on both the AEW Forbidden Donut and <laughs> AEW Collision shows for Mr. Zach McGiven was me. Yes. So there, there is a fact. I think that is playing a bit of a role in why I'm here today. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I should have probably brought that part up. <laughs> okay. Uh, ben, ben Subler driving. Ben, I say way too many nice things about you on the podcast. This will not be one of those additions until we're on the way home. But how's the new minivan? Loving? No, I don't really care about how the minivan is. RJ, how are you? I'm great. That's it? That's it. I'm pumped for a collision tonight, and I'm even more pumped for Forbidden Door tomorrow. All right. And this is incredible audio, Leverson. Josiah? Yes, this, I This is quite... You're, uh, we, we've learned a lot about you in the car ride and, and your history. Are you excited about the event? Uh, very much so. Very much so. Looking forward to it. All right. So let's get to what we are excited for for Collision. And RJ, this is something that I think we look for and we go, okay, I'm looking for a couple of storylines and I'm looking for, is CM Punk over tonight? Like, I know he's going to be over, like people are going to be excited to see him, but how do you think he's going to react and how excited are you to see Punk tonight? I think Punk is going to get a mixed reaction tonight, not as good as one as he got in Chicago. And uh, I'm pumped to see uh, CM Punk. It's been a, a while, and I'm pumped to see him with FTR as well. Okay, we need to discuss this right away, okay? 
CM Punk, how do we feel about... We all, I think, are excited to see... About him, but about, like, how people are going to react to him and what they should do with him going forward. Like, is this an all-face run for him? Is he going to turn? Is he okay to be a tweener? Ben, um, what do you want? and What do you think AEW should do with CM Punk here? I think that they planted the seeds with the whole one-bill fill that... Punk knows he's going to get mixed reactions. He knows he's not going to be universally cheered uh, like he was before Brawl Out. So I think they have to lean into that. Um, I think it'll take a little bit of time before they do a full-on heel turn. But I would expect by all-in or all-out that we're seeing narcissistic CM Punk. Okay, Josiah. So, uh, I'm quite sure he's going to get a mixed reaction. Uh... I am excited to see him personally. Uh, I have seen Punk wrestle at an ECW house show, uh, a SmackDown house show, like in 2008, somewhere 2007, six. I don't know what it was, but uh, anyways, uh, I uh, I like I love Punk as a performer. I think he's he's uh, must watch TV when you watch him as a performer. Uh, although I do believe he was in the wrong with what happened with the Elite. But that said. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm already going to fight with Josiah here. <laughs> um, you believe he was in the wrong? Well, physically assaulting the people with when they came with the head of HR to right. your so, locker room. So you think the people who came to his locker room and incited a fight, that CM Punk was the one in his own locker room, not man- managing his own time and business, he was the one in the wrong when other people came into his dressing room and picked a fight? They came with the head of, head of HR, so they were not looking to pick a fight. Okay. I'm sitting beside Josiah, so uh, good news. He is in the closest seat to the door. Uh, we're on the highway on the 401. Uh, Chris Holsky, what they should do with CM Punk and what the long-term plan should be, and does that align to what you want it to be? Well, it's funny that you talk about what should they do with CM Punk when it seems to me that he is calling a lot of his own shots. If there has, in fact, been some kind of renegotiated agreement, you'd think that he would have a degree of control over what's happening or at least has had a lot of input. I'm not sure exactly how much more of this argument is legit anymore. It is pro wrestling. There is There are three at- theatrics, obviously. But Punk returning last week, I thought, had an immediate effect. I think it makes... AEW more exciting. It gives it a lot more of an anything-can-happen atmosphere because the guy is obviously a loose cannon and is going to keep saying what he wants. That what That is what he's done throughout the course of the year. As for what happens for him in Toronto tonight, I'm not sure what kind of reaction he gets because I think it's going to be manipulated by Punk's own actions himself. And I'm just thinking back to his recent appearances in Long Island, for example. It's not exactly the same situation here because it's not MJF's territory, so he's not trying to lean into some booze that he might be getting there. But I would absolutely love more than seeing him wrestle two matches, him ripping into the Toronto Maple Leafs for about 10 minutes. Something that would put Dwayne Johnson circa 2003 to shame. Okay. Um... I think we can all agree on the Leafs thing. What we can agree on is before we turn the tape recorders on, we ridiculed you to death about the way that you say Toronto, and then <laughs> you managed to say it twice the way you shouldn't say it and the way that we talked about it. So, Chris, we're going to have to improve on that. But, uh, Josiah, you were talking about uh, some numbers earlier about how you know Forbidden Door is already eclipsed. 
uh, yes. some the the revenue and, and some of the the pay-per-views it's behind this is going to be quite the weekend isn't it, it definitely going to be uh it is a very significant weekend for aew and new japan to be honest uh, because this is going to be a revenue generating show from a business perspective for both of them uh it is now breaking uh, broken <laughs> the records for uh that were previously set by wwe is the third highest grossing show in canadian history behind wrestlemania 6 and wrestlemania 18 so aew is doing well and uh, very exciting uh to see them growing as a product especially with wembley coming as well uh it's good to have a legitimate number two that is doing well okay so zach tonight on collision other than punk what's number one on the agenda for you I'm really excited for that Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Swerve Strickland match. Uh, I think this will be a great uh, showcase for Swerve, a guy that we have not really seen on TV a lot. They had kind of been hiding away the Keith Lee uh, Swerve Strickland feud to the background. Um, and so this is a great opportunity for him to face off against one of the best baby faces of all time in Hiroshi Tanahashi in a TV environment. And I think this will be a real big coming out for him. And I, that's, again, one of the positives that can be brought out of AEW Collision. You get, obviously, more hours of television. And considering the, the roster that AEW has accumulated, all the guys that some have been sitting on the sidelines for a while I think this is an opportunity for Swerve Strickland to really make a statement here heading into Forbidden Door tomorrow I loved Swerve's match with Orange Cassidy a couple weeks ago I uh, thought it got back on the map for him as far as what he was doing what about uh, you Ben and, and RJ what are you guys looking forward to the most collision other than CM Punk I am a huge fan for the House of Black um, so I'm excited to see uh, Brody King and Andrade. Um, I'm also a huge Andrade fan, so I can't wait to see that contrasting styles. And I'm hoping that this leads to some sort of match on the actual main card for Forbidden Door, possibly House of Black versus LIJ. Well, go on on your theory, because you've been telling us uh, on the car ride down what you kind of hope the AEW will do with this. So... Last week, obviously, uh, debut of Collision, we had Andrade versus Buddy Matthews and um, ended with House of Black attacking Andrade. But I kind of was wondering, like, why they're going back to the well again with him now facing off against Brody King. And so, to me, maybe, uh, you know, we've got Naito scheduled for a meet and greet tonight, but not currently scheduled for any matches. Now, he could end up being Darby and Sting's tag team partner, but I'm almost wondering if somebody makes the save tonight part of the faction of lij and you get that six-man trios match for the main card rj you were saying that earlier that you know we we're all having the discussion that a lot of um, tags and six mans and maybe eight mans that new japan likes to do we probably have a couple more of those set up for forbidden door uh, coming up well what about you looking forward to tonight i'm looking forward to seeing who sting and darby pick as their third guy uh, to round out that uh, it's not going to be Hogan it's not going to be Hogan (laughs) we all know that when Sting picks the third guy we've seen him pick the Shockmaster before so it could be anybody (laughs) it's a hell of a point by RJ that's true I was actually looking forward to them picking a partner and now I'm a a titch titch worried we're going to have Robocop and Shockmaster (laughs) and 
say that like that's a bad thing. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, if someone falls through a wall. <laughs> feel right in this <laughs> ass. I'm allowed to say that, Christopher Holsky, on the <laughs> podcast, but that's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll do with that. So, Just uh, more editing for me. That's okay. One of the things that I'm looking forward to are just the reactions from the fans, you know, for all the guys and girls that are coming out this weekend and um, all the songs that we're going to be able to sing. Um, I think I'm going to be able to sing them the best no matter what out of this group because just listening to you guys talk for the last little while, like, I'll be able to belt them out. I'm, like, I'm so much looking forward to belting out a few of these tunes. So, Holsky, which one are you going to be, like, screaming from the top of your lungs the most? Well, there is this rumor right now that perhaps the final countdown is something that could be cleared for Brian Danielson's entrance on Sunday night. If this is going on last, though, I think, Lee, your prediction is correct. I'm not sure how much voice I'm going to have left by the time he comes out. Uh, I may have to switch instead of the higher register you, to the lower register. Do, 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 do. <laughs> not, not quite the same. That was actually better than I thought you were going to do. So, you know what? You keep with that. <laughs> oh, but so many great tunes. I mean, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, Orange Cassidy come out to Jane by Jefferson Starship. That's really the only good song that band ever had. Um, of course, it's called The Personality. Tarzan. Let's go back to the Starship. <laughs> what? It's like, name another good Jefferson Starship song, specifically that era of the band. Like, not Jefferson Airplane, not Starship. Jefferson Starship. There's no, there's Fine. Another good song Whatever. No, nothing's going to stop us now. Okay, That was Chris. Starship. I know. Sarah. Okay. Another good tune by Starship. Um, nothing's going to stop us now from what movie? Guys. Come on. Like resounding silence. Was that like an American tale or something? Oh, no, it was Mannequin. Mannequin. The movie. Like, you got what... That was, uh, that Don't I, I've never seen people shrug their shoulders like what? What are we talking about more than you guys? You, you have a car full of millennials born in the '80s, and Zach, and me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and me, but I'm not in that group, so uh, that's why I would know the answer to such questions. Um, okay, Zach. Yeah. We know all the tunes that people are going to sing. So, unlike Holsky, who. I didn't want to ramble on about all of the different people because we know who's wrestling and we don't need a list of all the songs beforehand. Just give me one. I am looking forward to seeing Judas uh, one more time. I was able to sing it when uh, they made their debut in Toronto. Um, and that's always a fun tune to sing along to. Maybe not a great tune in of itself, but a great wrestling song. Um, but uh, yeah, that's probably number one. Uh, the Orange Cassidy pick is a good one. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I am looking forward to uh, Jungle Boys theme. Zach, give me one. He gave us three. I gave you three. Uh, okay. <laughs> I am going to change the question a little bit here for the rest of you guys. The first three seconds when you hear the song and you're sitting in the crowd and that first even second or two where you hear it, you know who it is. And you're going to pop like no other pop you've done. What's the one, Ben, this weekend that you hear the music and you know, okay, now I'm, this is, this is where I'm popping the most. 
Unfortunately, I don't know if it'll actually happen, but that opening chord of Hangman Page's uh, theme is, in my opinion, one of the best in wrestling right now. Um, if it isn't, if he isn't coming out, you know, solo because of the way the match is structured, uh, then I'm totally getting excited for Carry On My Wayward Son with the Elite. RJ. Honestly, I'm going with MJF. I've never seen MJF, and as soon as that his cocky theme plays, I know I'm going to pop. Josiah. So for me, it will definitely be uh, the coin drop for Rainmaker, uh, Okada's theme. Wow, okay. Can I add one more? I know I gave three, but I'd like to add one so more. So you can add three plus one and know that it doesn't equal one. <laughs> uh Minoru Suzuki's theme. Oh, yes. 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 I, knew, I knew you were going to react to that. Stop. Yeah, it's going to be great at a live audience, and you know it, Lee. I, you know it. So nobody has said cult of personality. Nobody, other than Zach, I guess. That was in my five, right? <laughs> that was in my five. To, to, I, to be fair, I will pop for that as well. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, But I asked you the one, and just how you answered the question properly, so I'm not going <laughs> to take you to task whatsoever. Um, yeah, Tarzan Boy will be a fun song, I think, for everyone uh, to come out. But depending on what Danielson does, for me, it's still Judas. I have not had the opportunity to sing Judas live in the crowd. And I think since this whole thing started, it's become one of those things that you really want to do. Um, the pop, when people hear Carry On My Wayward Son, will be incredible coming up on, on Sunday as well. Uh, there's just so many of them I think that they've done a good job with that the crowd is is trained to uh, you know get into this as much as you can so on the road favorite story so we're going to do another one we'll probably do uh, another one here tomorrow before Forbidden Door and give our predictions Uh, we don't need to do that this second because Zach's got nothing better to do than to make sure that these get edited and put up on the site while he's on the road. Yeah, you can do that. I I, I certainly can. Yeah. Do that. See, I knew you were good for something. That's, <laughs> that's why we have that's you. That's why here. we still do the podcast, that's Lee. Right. That's right. <laughs> uh, but okay, traveling stories. We were actually sharing some stories earlier and almost watching this car turn into and get into an accident above that your bed. Um, not one of the stories I was hoping to share, but it all worked out well. Okay, favorite card that you've ever been to on the road before and I don't know if it coincides with favorite story uh, traveling but uh, we'll, we'll go favorite card that you've ever been to in the past on the road we'll start with you McGivin oh boy um, I, I will say uh, only one yeah okay no worries <laughs> I'm not going to give you five um, I will say the AEW Dynamite show in Toronto only because uh, just because of uh, I was able to meet a couple of people and talk some wrestling with them uh, it was funny when we shared an Airbnb it was all wrestling fans that are that were in the Airbnb so we were all just excited about Dynamite and even Rampage at that time Lee they were really excited about Rampage. you must be still excited to oh, watch Rampage I, I'm still buzzing about Rampage yeah. um, that that one actually had uh, Cesaro and Moxley Cesaro Claudio Castagnoli uh, against uh, Butcher and the Blade. I remember that was a fun match. But uh, I just remember that trip fondly, mainly because getting to talk with other wrestling fans and you could sense the excitement. It's a new promotion coming into Toronto and 
you know, it, it, they should have done a bigger, bigger building, but there was still some excitement about, you know, AEW making its debut in Toronto. Um, also around that time, uh, I'm a big fan of post-wrestling, so they had like a little hangout that was going on there, so I got to meet the post-wrestling guys there, and um, and so that's that's one trip I can look on fondly in terms of uh, a trip to go see a, a card. Okay, let's go up to the front seat. Now we're entering Port Hope here on the way, and just a quick little story as a guy from Markham who has made the trip up and down this 401 uh, more times than you can count uh, for years and by I say years, I, like, I didn't, don't mean when I was in my teens, I mean like when I was in my 30s I discovered that one of the signs up here, Ben that will say Port Hope, welcome I always thought was the most polite sign in the world before realizing in my 30s there is a town called Welcome, and it's just listing both cities. Just wanted you to know that. <laughs> it's coming up soon here, Ben. Okay? Okay, good. No, uh, no, th- this, going on. no this is actually <laughs> the best he's ever sounded on the podcast. So we're, I'm going to ask him some more questions like this, or just stories that give no answer. But you'll see the sign coming up. And you know what, Ben? You will laugh after when you see the sign. So... <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite one card that you've ever been to? All right, I'm probably going to steal our dance uh, thunder because I'm thinking he's going to pick the same one, but it was uh, definitely Takeover New Orleans, um, and it's honestly like one of my favorite nights of wrestling that we've ever seen. Um, the the crowd after the show, like. Anywhere you were in New Orleans, you would just hear an Adam Cole, and then like thousands of people yelling out "Bay Bay," and it was just insane. That was uh, that card from top to bottom, um, opening I think with the um, North American Championship ladder match, and just all everything that entire weekend of being in New Orleans for WrestleMania. But yeah, that that trip and uh, the subsequent walk homes from the arena down Bourbon Street. Uh, to our Airbnb to like partying with the wrestlers at this like random bar that we stopped into and meeting people like um, you know the guys from British Strong Style, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven um, and just seeing pretty much the entire roster of NXT in the bar uh, just made for like an, an unbelievable trip RJ is that yours and before you do that can you just read the sign on your right Toronto Road, welcome Port Hope. And you think it's the most polite sign in the world, right? Yes. Did, did you, did anyone else realize the town was called Welcome? Yes. Yeah, you're the smartest guy in the car, Polsky, <laughs> for sure. RJ, what was your favorite card? Honestly, I was going to say the exact same thing, that the, the atmosphere was, like, unrivaled, and, like, opening up with that six-way ladder match, and, like, ending with the Gargano, Champa, unsanctioned street fight, like... Um, I don't think anything beats it. It seemed pretty incredible to go to New Orleans and then have that happen. Like, you, you go on the full trip, right? And then, you know, you're not disappointed about the card when you get there. I think there's, we all probably have stories of going far to somewhere that we're really excited about. Maybe it didn't live, live up quite to what we were doing. Um, also, I think it's really cool when people have really loud mufflers for no reason at all, other than <laughs> so that we look at them and go, you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, Josiah. Yes, so my favorite card or travel card that I travel to, I should say, uh, would be the uh, 
Ring of Honor New Japan Super Show in 2019 at Madison Square Garden. Uh, it was. Have you ever been to MSG before? I've not, and so it was a really something to be in that arena, knowing. And I'm a hockey fan as well, so knowing the the history of MSG from wrestling to hockey and other sporting events, it was just cool to be in the building. But the show itself was also really great. Uh, and uh, it was uh, so much fun going there. I, I went with, uh, I met a few friends in New York that I only knew via the Twitter machine. Uh, and uh, it was quite a, quite a great time. Okay, Polsky. I really only have a limited field of view when it comes to cities I've gone to because this is the eighth wrestling trip that I've done and all of them have been to the city of Toronto. This is the latest one. The best card that I saw, especially in retrospect, 2010, Death Before Dishonor, main event, Tyler Black versus Davey Richards for the Ring of Honor Championship, the opener, Kevin Steen versus El Generico, oh. a before he was really a big star, Kenny Omega, wrestling Christopher Daniels that night, the Briscoes against Chris Hero and Claudio Castagnoli, an incredible live broadcast pay-per-view, but the strangest travel year was actually the year before that, same building, the Ted Reeve Arena Sweatbox. There was a garbage strike going on in Toronto at the time. So the parking lot was filled, and I kid you not, with trash. A whole bunch of garbage bags. And there was a series, as I was walking up to the arena, of wrestlers of the sh- for the show that night being turned away from the arena parking lot because it was filled with trash. So I see a car with Quebec plates pull up. Who's in it? Kevin Steen and some guy with red hair who... Would, be, would have been a lot less easy to recognize in 2009 than he is today. So seeing Sami Zayn now without a mask mm. in 2009 was pretty cool. Um, f- discovering a bunch of guys speaking French in front of my car during intermission, putting some things in a bag and throwing it in the trunk, and me realizing later uh, that was actually Player Uno and Player Dos. Um, because they couldn't park in the parking lot, they had to throw their <laughs> throw their stuff... <laughs> Another edit. Yes. <laughs> like, literally. Same, same guy, different edit. <laughs> like, li- literally in, in, like literally in the trunk, right, right in front of my car, and uh, that was pretty surreal. Colt Cabana coming out with like a, with a couple of bags of garbage to use as a weapon during his night two match. Met Bret Hart that weekend, Ric Flair that weekend, Lance Storm. It was surreal stuff. By the way, Chris Holsky, the what's your official title of the the newsroom? Uh, news writer, senior news writer. <laughs> Senior news writer, he does not swear when he writes, <laughs> just when he does podcasts. So uh, we will get past Chris Holsky for that. So I think for me, I, one of my favorite travel stories was uh, asking my mother when I was 20 years old, I want to say, uh, just said I need the car, I want to go to a wrestling event. Didn't quite tell her where that was so she said she'd be home by noon and I could use the car I said I was going overnight uh, but when she got home I'm like okay thanks very much she said where where are you going I said Cleveland we're in Toronto it's noon like mom I gotta go and she said Cleveland you're not taking the car to Cleveland I'm like well we got tickets SummerSlam 1996 uh, we got tickets, and if we don't leave now, we're not going. So I kind of put her on the spot. She let me go uh, with my buddy, and we drove to Cleveland. We got in our seats in the Gundarina 
literally for the first match of SummerSlam. Like, missed the pre-show, missed everything. Got, and then that night drove to Wheeling, West Virginia to watch not only Monday Night Raw live, but the taping of the following week, Monday Night Raw. Uh, it was terrible. That was, where they hauled, <laughs> that was where they hauled The Undertaker back into the building, right? A Cor- bunch of Druids. Correct. <laughs> uh, not good stuff. <laughs> Ron Simmons was wearing the Farouk costume. Sonny was the manager of Ron Simmons, trying to put it all together, going, what's happening? (laughs) I don't really know. Um, But just her allowing that to have happened and some of the fun that we had along the way on that trip uh, was was amazing. Uh, Not the best wrestling that I've ever seen. But so I don't know if you guys ended up doing the same, but we'll start back here with the Olski. Um, just on kind of the, the trip and some of the travel stories and the best card for you, did that coincide? Well, I just went through. I just went through that, right? Right. <laughs> did I not? Yeah, did I stopped doing? listening to you after you swore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they did. They didn't coincide, right? If I want to mention like another one, um, see, this, so Chris, you do get that. This is what I was trying to do: is allowing you to mention another story, not like for you to call me out for not yes. listening. <laughs> <laughs> you see, what you needed to do is that you needed to flash the lights off on and off inside the van. <laughs> then I would have known that we we're repeating part of the taping cycle, right? <laughs> I had a fantastic show uh, back in 2010 with Ring of Honor, and uh, in retrospect, it's it's even better now than it was then because parts of the card are completely surreal. Seeing Tyler Black defend the Ring of Honor title against Davey Richards, having a before he was really a big star, Kenny Omega wrestling Christopher Daniels when Daniels was the better of those two guys, and an opener, an impromptu opener of El Generico coming out and demanding that Kevin Steen come out to the ring and fight him immediately. A great brawl, and especially how that partnership has grown and evolved through the years. To be around for some of the earlier days of what they were doing was it was a pretty big deal. But it was actually the, the year before that, in 2009, a lot more interesting things happened when I went to the Ted Reeves sweat box for Ring of Honor shows. Um, a lot People made people I'd imagine don't follow the news too much in Toronto there was a municipal strike going on at the time so garbage was literally piling up in parts of the streets in the Ted Reeve Arena the parking lot was filled with garbage bags so I saw a chain did we just not hear this story he thought he was going to have to say the story again no (laughs) okay you know what we're eliminating Chris Holsky from this podcast (laughs) I was listening to it I was like oh man this is going to be one weird edit that I got what is he doing (laughs) just tell us another story about something different Chris different from a different time (laughs) not that hard how about I give how about about going and getting beer inside Maple Leaf Gardens and then going to NXT TakeOver Toronto in 2016 okay gradually (laughs) gradually sobering up over the course of that show, yeah. that's some of the most fun that I think I've ever had See? in a wrestling yeah. event. Now that that's a this more is concise. In, by the way, yeah, this is staying in the final edit. That's so. a more concise <laughs> and and better story than your long-winded whatever you said before, <laughs> Zach. I was just gonna say uh, another one, also to Toronto, was actually the uh, SummerSlam weekend, and not because of the SummerSlam show because it was not good, but. Uh, mainly because of the independent shows that took place that weekend. I just overloaded myself with independent wrestling. So this was uh, Progress Wrestling, um, uh, WXW from Germany. Uh, There was the all-women's show, Femme Fatale, that was also going on at that time. So uh, I just went to pretty much every show. 
And uh, one of my favorite matches I've ever seen live was during that weekend, and that was Walter against Daisuke Sakamoto. Oh. Uh, and it was uh, it was an awesome Josiah just popped. Oh, oh, he know he knows who I'm talking about when I mentioned Daisuke Sakamoto. If you're a fan of Big Japan, uh, he's one of the top guys of Big Japan pro wrestling, and so and he and Walter have had like these epic clashes Gunter, before. Gunter. So, no, I'm not saying Gunter, not not did. independent. But damn it! All right, well, uh, Walter. Uh, no, I, he, Walter and Sekimoto had, like, one of the best matches I've ever seen live. People were going crazy. It was a standing ovation, and uh, it was just pure Walter. It was before he had, like, put on muscle. It was, like, the Walter that had made his name on the independent scene. One of the best matches I've ever seen live. Um, and that whole weekend was just a ton of fun. Um, it was That was just a, an awesome weekend. SummerSlam itself... I went and watched it, and I could confirm a show happened in that arena. Right. Um, I remember Brock and Seth being really good, and then everything else was completely underwhelming. Um, but otherwise, uh, just the, the independent shows that took place that weekend was a lot of fun. It's too bad you, do, you weren't there the night before for TakeOver, because you could have seen Butch. Uh, no, I was there. I actually was there. You for were there. You did well. see Butch. Yeah, yeah, that was my. That was a big wrestling weekend. I, and of course, I went to the takeover. That was one of the more the lesser takeovers of uh, NXT's era. Uh, and seeing that uh, bump, it was uh, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano in that Three Stages of Hell, I think it was. And uh, and then seeing that insane bump uh, to to the inside, I thought. I remember at the time thinking, "Man, this is a little bit much," <laughs> but. Uh, but no, that was overall that weekend was a lot of fun. So to put it in context for uh, Daisuke Sakamoto, uh, he's uh, imagine Big E but Asian and shorter. Yeah. And uh, but he's just this gigantic, thick human being. And yeah. so uh, and uh, with uh, Walter chopping him and oh, I, yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> he's great. He's great. I have a couple of very quick matches that I'd like to say. I saw live again. I'll go back to the giant Hogan. <laughs> 95. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. That was Halloween De- Havoc. Detroit Halloween Havoc. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. With the giant thrown off the building. Yeah. Watching it on the screen inside, paying top money to for a pay-per-view to watch the screen. And somebody get thrown off the top in a monster truck. Man, that was... Um, <laughs> The, the opposite of yeah. The Miz. But, and, but, and but you, you saw got the Yeti. Yeti. Yes. Yeah, you got Yeti. the Yeti as Did well. get the Yeti. <laughs> the Yeti! Uh, trying to remember what happened on the way home, going, why did I ever, ever go to this? Um, also, not the not the work rate or not the best match I ever saw, but I was in Pittsburgh for Shane Douglas regaining the ECW title from Bam Bam Bigelow uh, after Bigelow turned on him and uh, coming back from a major injury. Um, that hometown pop of him winning back that world title in ECW was a, a few sounds I've, I've heard in my lifetime in, in wrestling and it just vividly coming back driving to Pittsburgh at this little arena inside of a weird dome and going this can't be where the show is it's November to remember and then it was there and you're like oh okay but th- just the sound inside that place when, when Douglas won was was just insane RJ, same thing. Like, I know you said New Orleans and TakeOver, but any other stories um, or, or matches that you remember going to that you would want to pick out here? Honestly, my first uh, ever house show that I went to, the main event was The Rock versus Taker. It had uh, Edge and Christian versus uh, the Acolytes in a street fight. 
D'Lo Brown versus Al Snow in another hardcore match. Like, I think from top to bottom, that was the most stacked I'd ever seen, especially looking back. There was Ken Shamrock and Test versus the Hardys. Like, this was like peak attitude era. So I think that one's always going to stand out for me. Benjamin, you going to no-sell this one too? No, I won't no-sell this one. Oh. Um, I guess I'll, I'll talk about TakeOver Toronto as well because uh, I think it has... I would have to kind of like go back and think about all the matches that I've seen in, in the course of my life, especially the ones I've seen live. Um, but the best two out of three falls DIY versus uh, the Revival is right at the top of my list of the best matches I've ever seen. Um, and that whole show was such a solid card from top to bottom. And I, you know, little bit of history there that the uh, during the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic where AOP is fighting uh, TM61 the spot where the chain flies into the crowd actually hit me and Arjan um, in the lap and I picked it up and was planning to keep it as a souvenir and security came by and took the chain away from me saying that they'd bring me a t-shirt instead like the WWE security and I'm like okay fine that's fine I I don't get my souvenir but I'll get a t-shirt and I'd wanted the Samoa Joe t-shirt and actually sold out earlier in the night. So I was like, ah, maybe I can, you know, get them to maybe bring us one of those. And they just never came back. Uh, but nonetheless, the show was awesome. In the closing frame of the show, when the NXT word mark uh, came up, you can actually see me holding up a Kill Shinsuke sign um, as Joe's walking out with the title. Uh, that's pretty cool to end the show. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, so there's a, some road stories, I think, from some guys that have been around. Zach didn't even mention his trip to Japan and no. patting himself on the back for going over there. So well, that's... We're, if we're saving oh, the stories, sorry. we got to save it for uh, the next episode. So there's your tease. I do have a story about the worst house show I've ever been to. I'm very we're... excited for this. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this was 2009, and... Me and my friend actually got an argument years later about it because I wiped this show from my memory. And I'm a person who remembers pretty much everything. So it, it had to be really bad for me to have it completely wiped. And then as he was describing it, flashes started to come back to me as after I suppressed this show. It was a SmackDown house show in 2009. And the main event was The Big Show versus Jack Swagger. And the show was probably an hour and 15 minutes long, maybe. (laughs) Maybe a thousand people there. And they went on the road from Moncton to Brunswick to St. John after. Uh, Horrible house show. If if you look up the full card of it, it's just horrendous. Uh, Easily one of the worst shows I have ever been to. And uh, what a waste of money that was. Well, Chris Holsky was buying beer in Maple Leaf Gardens and then going to somewhere else to watch wrestling. I went to Maple Leaf Gardens to watch a lot of wrestling. And man, when Nikolai Volkov wrestled SD Jones, I was just hoping SD Jones could pull one out, but he couldn't. Uh, and Nikolai Volkov always beat him. Um, so, some stories from the road from the car here as we're on our way to AEW Collision. Tonight, we're going to see some Ring of Honor tapings as well. Uh, Zach's going to get chopped in the chest. I'm excited that he's going to pay a lot of money to get chopped, and I get to hear him cry. Uh, So that'll be good. And then we'll have something for you 
probably tomorrow uh, for Forbidden Door as we're sitting around the Airbnb and trying to think about what we're going to do to uh, get ready for Forbidden Door coming up on Sunday. I've brought, I think, six or seven t-shirts myself because I can't decide what I'm going to wear. So I think I brought two CM Punks, a couple Kenny Omegas, uh, a Jericho... Um, can't even remember what else I brought, but I'm not sure exactly what I'm gonna what I'm gonna wear yet. So we'll discuss our wardrobe, which I know people are excited about as well. Uh, coming up on the next episode, yes, Chris Holsky will be dressed. He will be swearing, but he will be dressed. Uh, so for on the road to Forbidden Door, uh, this has been kind of the first episode of the weekend. We'll have one for you tomorrow, and of course, we'll have a recap probably on the way home. Uh, late night, Sunday night into Monday morning uh, so we can give you the very latest uh, for the weekend but thanks as always for listening to another edition of This is Wrestling